0: Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Hey, everybody, a warm welcome back to the Inspiring Leaders podcast. It is fantastic to have you here with me today. I'm your host and your executive coach, Terry Lepofsky. And today, I'm really eager to introduce you to a leadership topic for today, social customer experience. So here's the thing. Over the last couple of years, we've all been staying home. We've all been working remotely. We're all meeting people virtually. And this has made the online world pretty darn important. And that's really what we're here to talk about today. It's becoming apparent that living online is going to be with us for, well, let's face it, the foreseeable future, you know, to one extent or another. And so we wanted to bring on a guest that really uh, exemplifies that world. Some, somebody that um, can enable online marketing, online connection, online trust. This is really important. The customer experience has really moved online. So today I'm really happy to welcome to the Inspiring Leaders podcast someone that knows a ton about social media and the online world, the virtual world of customer experience. In fact, he and his company are global leaders in this space and have been for what, 12, 13 years since 2008. This is the, the world that we're living in today. And I want to introduce you folks in just a second to this guy right here, Ryan Donovan, the chief technology officer of Hootsuite, which is a social media management platform. If you've been living under a rock and you don't know about Hootsuite, that's what they do. And I've been personally using this for a, close to, you know, 10 years now. And I absolutely love the dashboard that they provide, the integration with LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Ryan's got over 20 years experience growing software companies and his technical experience. I'm not kidding, guys. It's a monster list of stuff I can't even pretend to understand. So for our live audience out there, help me out a little bit hit the thumbs up, hit the little clap button. Um, Join me in welcoming Ryan Donovan to the show. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, where did we put you? Uh, Hitting the wrong buttons. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us here on Inspiring Leaders. Welcome, my friend.
1: No, thanks, Terry. It's great to be here. I've been really looking forward to today.
0: It's really good to reconnect with you. Uh we were talking just before we hit the go live button. I think it's been about uh what is it 14 13 years since you and I last spoke?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably about probably about a decade, but that's when we certainly when we first met for sure when you were uh, bringing Apple into Ontario.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's really good to see you again. How are you doing? Is everybody safe in your place? Uh everybody doing okay?
1: Absolutely. I think we've been being very cautious with respect to our COVID protocols since the beginning. So most of the time working from home, we did welcome some folks back to our office on a limited but socially distant uh, basis last week for the first time in 18 months. So that was pretty exciting to actually see some folks the first time in a very long time last week.
0: Yeah, this, is, uh, this is good. I know people are a little apprehensive about coming back in. It seems like we've all been, you know, wearing our fuzzy slippers to work now for quite a long time. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions and that sort of thing. Um, but we're actually here to chat a little bit about uh, making sure that we're adapting really well, and continuing to adapt well to the world that we're living in right now. But before I jump into that, Um, we've got this tradition on the show and people who have listened to this for a long time, know this, um, there's a question that I love to ask people just to uh, allow our audience to get a little window into who we've got for a guest. So you'll see on the screen, it's Ryan Donovan, uh, chief technology officer at Hootsuite. Ryan, my question for you is this, who or what inspires you?
1: You know, so I had the privilege of starting my career at Microsoft working for a lot of luminaries like, you know, Jim Alchin, Scott Guthrie, et cetera. Scott in particular stands out as someone that was a great people person, very empathetic leader, wickedly customer focused and innovative. If you look at his contributions to the world of technology, he brought us .NET Framework and most recently Azure Azure, and has helped build that into the Uh, second largest public cloud. And Scott, someone I've always looked up to. I had the privilege of working for him for about two and a half years. And, uh, you know, someone that I just find really inspiring that has really kind of ticked all the right boxes of what I think is an exceptional leader.
0: You know, when we meet people like this, it's funny, I I can remember a few people that I've met along my path as well. And uh, it's like an intersection in your path that really changes the direction that you go in. Um, When somebody really does inspire you, when somebody really gets you thinking long and deep about things and provides that great example, uh, it really is, uh, it's like a, a, a point in your career path that you'll never forget. Hey, would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think when I I had the privilege of working for Scott, I saw what good looked like. And that's something I've looked for those opportunities where I can make that level of difference in my career
0: since that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, let's jump into this topic that we've got: social customer experience. And um, I want to just maybe preface this by saying that, uh, you know, Hootsuite, in my experiences, has continually adapted and kept improving over the last dozen years. But it seems to me that the world has changed far more dramatically since 2020, just in the last year and a half. And and it's you know, my perspective is that. Um, This service that you are providing is, it's way more important than it ever has been before. We seem to have dramatically fewer and fewer opportunities to really connect with people on a human to human level and to provide that exceptional customer experience that every organization is looking to have, whether you're a solopreneur or whether you're an S&P 100. You know, we're, we're all looking to try to create that customer experience. And so reaching and influencing our customers and potential customers on social media just seems to be, it's a no brainer. It's more vital than ever before. I'm really interested in the perspectives of somebody who lives right in this zone. This is their every day. Um, Talk to me a little bit more about this. And um, if you will, share it with our our, uh, audience here. What? Why this is so important, why it's gaining, and why we need to learn more about this.
1: Absolutely. So before I joined Hootsuite, it was becoming really obvious, because I've worked in MarTech most of my career, that social was becoming a more and more important digital channel. Then the pandemic known as COVID-19 has hit us. And as you rightly pointed out, with people staying home, et cetera, That shifted behaviors much more so onto social media, and the extent of that shift is quite dramatic, Uh, probably more so than a lot of folks realize. Just going from Q1 to Q2 of this calendar year, we saw the number of people on social jump 13%. That means that 4.5 billion users are using social media every day of the week. That is 57% of the world's total population. And mobile is actually fueling that uh, because at uh, the same time, there's almost 10 million new users on mobile a month. And that is now reached 67% of the world's total population now have uh, some level of smartphone, which is just... Uh, incredible. What we've also seen in this time frame is that one-on-one messaging use has absolutely exploded and social media has in many cases become the preferred means for one-on-one, uh, you know, individual to brand interactions. And yeah. this is, this is here to stay.
0: Yeah, it sure is. You know, I'm thinking back to, uh, you know, my, I'm, I'm an old guy, but I'll tell you when I, <laughs> the way that customer experience used to work, was um you know it was dramatically different you really had to uh meet a customer you had to you have to gain access physically right to them the world has changed so much and I don't think I'm I'm introducing anything that's rocket science here everybody knows it but I think it's appreciating it to the level that you just highlighted some of those stats are are kind of flooring to be honest with you uh People are walking around with the access to the world in their pocket and people are meeting in these social environments, messaging applications. And um, so this is where we need to be looking. This is where we need to be focusing. That's for sure.
1: Absolutely. I mean, a, a different way to think about the problem is if you think about the customer journey. You know, Forrester Research defines six phases to this: from awareness, evaluation, acquisition, loyalty, and advocacy. And in a digital-first world, social media is about the only place that you can actually get all of those, uh, all of those stages, and offer a personalized interaction uh, digitally. And what's really interesting is that the same research that Forrester concluded said that most brands only are addressing two of those six channels on social media today and most of those their choices are somewhat random based on what they happen to know or what happens to be convenient but this is going to be the future is i think addressing all six because and the reason why is that you know there's a trust issue between brands and consumers uh you know 41 of consumers say they don't trust traditional marketing communications from brands and only a third of people actually trust the brands they buy from at all. And so this is a huge opportunity as consumer behavior shifted to really meet people where they are and offer the right level of personalized interactions to actually build and achieve that trust and therefore hopefully getting to loyalty and advocacy.
0: You know, um, a couple other things come to mind for me right now that you just, you really just twigged a, a thought here. And that is, there seems to be a big, um, uh, struggle going on between a couple of very large technology companies, you know, one of which is Apple, which is carrying the privacy flag. And the other one, um, being Facebook, which is out there saying, um, you know, we need that user data to, to sell to our advertisers, and um, this is coming to a loggerhead as we speak. This is There are uh, new features coming out on billions of smartphones right now that put that control into people's hands where um, their user data is really going to be limited to a dramatic effect. But it's not only that. One of the other trends that I'm seeing is that this this trend of putting privacy into people's hands onto their devices is now coming to email as well. And the whole platform of marketing to people by direct email is now uh, looking like there are a bunch of question marks in front of its future as well. This is not an easy future out there. It seems to me that social media really is the logical platform and the logical place that we all should be looking when it comes to engaging our customers, providing with them with that experience of what it is that uh, I'm doing or you're doing or or any other organization out there is doing, and uh, any comments on that at all, Ryan? The the uh, the move in to make social media even more important for that experience.
1: Absolutely, I think thanks to a lot of Apple's innovations and Google driving. Towards the death of the cookie, that the traditional email and web market uh, marketing and personalization is going to fizzle out and die over the next couple of years, and I think that social is only is going to be the only place where you can actually replace that because you're on social, you're basically stating what your interests are, and and that's something that you know the social networks can use to actually target. Rel- you know relatively relevant content to you and that's going to be i think the path forward is as, uh, as opposed to you know you know me by cookie or you know me by email because it's just so easy to turn that off with just the flick of a switch on the current betas of ios and ipad os 15 it's just like off and you're done and you know apple already started that started that trend with the do not track feature in iOS 14. And I think everyone else is going to end up following suit. So then social is the only place to replace that because that's where you're saying, okay, I'm interested in this esoteric classic car. And therefore you can target me with relevant content because I'm members of five groups about this particular type of classic car or camera or whatever other interest you happen to have.
0: Yeah. The, the integration from multiple different sources, um, you know, for, uh, sharing, for, uh, demonstrating. It really is the, um, a platform that offers so much more. I mentioned earlier, uh, one of the things that I just love is the dashboard. It's being able to see, um, what's going on with all of the social media platforms that we're using and, uh, having that integration directly into them. You know, um, Uh, Greg Hicks is my, my VP of marketing for, uh, for ubiquity executive coaches. And one of the things that we've been doing is building this library of potential posts, things that will be interesting to our target audience. And we've assembled our, what I would consider to be, um, quite a little goldmine of information, tips for leaders, uh you know tricks for leaders things that that every leader could benefit from seeing at some point in time and with that library we're able to not only get it out to multiple channels simultaneously but to schedule things and uh to me that's really critical because if i've got a really busy day i'm not going to be able to get online and uh you know two three times a day i've got back to back meetings as a lot of leaders do these days you know and every single meeting it just seems there's an agenda from start to finish then boom we're on to the next meeting so um uh, to be able to automate to be able to build a tool and lean on that tool and use it to your advantage i think is um it it truly is i think a game changer it has been for us it's helped us to build our brand it's helped us to get our the word out to people and more importantly and this is to your point ryan we're building a community, people that care about, uh, quality leadership. You know, we're, we're in a deficit in this world of, uh, quality leadership. And, um, we, we need that messaging out there and it's tools like Hootsuite that really do provide that ability to reach out, um, bring your message out there and truly connect with people and have an interactive with people.
1: Absolutely. And we want to continue evolving that journey to, you know, utilize technologies such as AI to help, you know, discover the next flavor of content or help discover the next audience. We're also investing in audience building capabilities to get the right content into, in front of interested parties that you haven't reached yet, and then building tools to help interact with them at scale as you build that community. That's, a big part of what we're, what I've spent my day doing right now, which is I think one of the coolest jobs in the world. Yeah, I
0: I agree. I think you've got a phenomenal job, highly jealous. I think uh, what you're doing is fantastic. And I think that you've got, uh, you know, people who are tuning in from all over the place. I'm just looking at our, our chat right now. We've got somebody here. uh, Suzanne Grant is in uh, from my hometown here um, in from Ottawa. We've got, uh, uh Virginia Masana is in, Dr. Masana in. She's saying good morning. So we've got a few people who are participating, hitting that chat button, contributing. Folks, if you've got questions for uh, Ryan Donovan, uh, questions about Hootsuite, you know, we're talking about the, the social customer experience here. And feel free to join into the conversation. We've got Ryan Donovan, as I said, from Hootsuite, we're talking about social customer experience and uh, we're drilling down. Ryan, one thing that really struck me, um, you know, we were chatting a little bit about this and the word trust comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, How does, how does this um, customer experience benefit from the trust perspective?
1: Well, so one of the pieces of research we did in 2020 showed that trust is reached most when people have a quality one-on-one interaction with a brand. It's not going to be a one-to-many interaction. It's going to be a one-on-one where you know, you as an individual who have had a good experience meeting one-on-one with you know, an individual with, from the brand and social media is very much a great platform to help facilitate those types of connections, you know, and we see this, uh, we see this really manifesting itself in two ways. One is being able to respond to inbound inquiries at scale in a fashion to make sure that you can, for example, leverage AI to handle the easy questions route, the harder ones to the right human being so that that person has a fantastic experience and then hopefully turns into an advocate the other way of dealing with this is is really thinking about how do you turn your employees into advocates and actually build relationships within that community and that's where for example a curated social program can help you do that at scale for example we've got one large financial services customer one large uh, government customer that are putting together curated social programs at their headquarters rolling it out to in some cases tens of thousands of employees to help build those relationships at a local community Level and get that get those one-on-one dialogues happening, and it's been you know frankly game-changing for both both of them. And I I I cite them those two both because they're such different industries to think about. You know, how does a government a national government do this at scale versus how does a nationwide financial services company do it?
0: Yeah, you read my mind. I was wondering the same. It's it does showcase the fact that uh, that this really is universal. We're talking about communication, and without communication, we don't have anything here you know, there's, there's no brand awareness, there's no interaction. There's, you don't get feedback from people. You don't, you don't know what's important to them, what their issues are that they're trying to resolve. You know, uh, with that, your, your messaging, if you can get any messaging out is missing the point. And so I, Mm -hmm. I, I really like what you're saying. It's, um, you know, this whole trust equation really is about, um, it's about nailing it on the head for people. What it is that they're truly going to be engaged with and motivated to to be engaged with, and uh, regardless of whether it's a government or financial services institution. Or, or an yeah, executive even, coaching firm.
1: <laughs> or retailers, consumer packaged goods, everything in between. This applies equally to to every industry. And that's one of the things the most unique challenges of my job is that we service almost most industries almost equally. There's, there's a pretty even spread and, uh, and we're seeing the same trends across every, uh, industry.
0: So um, this is cool. We've got a question. I'm going to put it up here on the board, Ryan. This one, I think, is is more for you than for me. Comes from Suzanne Grant. She says, uh, what are some of the strategies to take the engagement on social uh, to a business relationship?
1: So there's a couple of good ways to do this. The first one, I think, is what I just touched on, which is getting, uh, getting you know, your employees out engaged on social at scale. And and doing that in a coordinated fashion is going to probably pay you far more dividends than just saying, hey, go get on social. Uh, That's a really quick recipe to say just see the wrong things getting said. Then you're going to want to track that. So making sure you're using engagement tools to make sure that anything that comes inbound is actually responded to in a quality fashion. You're probably going to want to think about integrating that with whatever CRM system you happen to be using so that you can you know, build up your database of prospects and customers. Uh, The other tool set is really using paid social to actually get the right content in front of the right audiences. I mean, I think, let's be honest, if you're an active user of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, you probably have sent the social networks many signals about what you're interested in, and I, uh, uh, what, what you're interested in and this is an incredible opportunity to you know, for you as a brand to not treat social as a megaphone to get many different targeted Messages out in front of the right audience and in many cases doing so quite inexpensively relative to other forms of paid user uh, paid user acquisition because your ability to target content to audiences on social is a uh, is second to none i've only done a little bit of this experimentation but i've got a test account i use where uh for my two dachshunds and i've done some targeted work to get content in front of other dachshund enthusiasts and it's it's worked and i was able to get quite a bit of reach spending less than 20 dollars, for example
0: wow You know, um, Suzanne actually had a part B to her question, or let's just say that her question was longer than, than what she could type in. This was the part B. It says, or just a relationship to start. So I think this sort of speaks to what you were just saying. It's not just about being a megaphone. It's about building that quality engagement.
1: Yes, exactly. So the way to think about this is you can use a listening analysis tool to basically figure out, what your audience is interested in and you know you can't underestimate the power of listening because guess what your customers and your prospects are out there telling you what they want so i always say start start with listening figure out what people really want then once you understand who your audience is and you've segmented them into different demographics don't go out with general messaging go out with tailored messaging to the you know, the handful of demographics you've likely identified because they'll get the right content in front of the right eyes. And guess what? That's the content that's going to spark engagement. It's not going to be general interest, press release stuff. If, you know, for example, if you have a community of, of like, for example, within our customers that are very interested in analytics, you get targeted content out there about analytics. They're, you know, those people that are interested in that, they're going to be all over it and they're going to engage right away.
0: Um this is a truly interactive program and I'll show you. We've got uh uh we've got Doug Smith writing in. He says, um, can you narrow it down to a coaching business or a consulting firm and and how much you should be spending on these tools?
1: Well, I'm not gonna give a prescriptive level of dollar spend because I think it depends on your audience. I mean, I think the first thing you should start to do is use a listening analysis tool to start to understand how much engagement is out there within social in general and you're probably going to see different levels of engagement across each network different demographics involved once you understand those demographics then you need to think about well how much do i want to target and how much engagement do i want from any of those demographics and then you can build you know, kind of your content plan to go out there, get the right content out in front of the audiences and then just be prepared for the engagement when it happens because once people start coming back to you, that's when you need to make sure that you're really truly ready to deliver that quality one-on-one experience or else, you know, leverage AI to, (coughs) excuse me, handle the easy stuff at scale and then route the right inquiries to the right human beings to deliver a quality one-on-one interaction. Yeah, I uh, like that. Like,
0: oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no. Sorry, I was gonna say it really, it really depends on tailoring it because there isn't yeah. a one-size fits-all answer to this. You really have to go out, look at your audience, see how big it is, how much engagement there is, and then tailor your program around that. And also think about okay, what could I do to boost that audience? And am I ready to handle, you know, uh, handle the masses when they arrive.
0: Yeah. uh, You know, the last part about how much should I be spending on these tools to me, I think, uh, how much is it worth to you to connect with your customers? How much Mm -hmm. is it worth to you to actually engage with your customers? Uh, this is the, the ROI on this is enormous. Um, we had a response back actually from Suzanne, who you've already answered her question. She loved your answer. (laughs) Great answer. I'm planning exactly this. Uh, Team leveraging social for my new role to be announced next week. Hey, Suzanne, congratulations on the new role. That's really cool. Uh, Let's talk about a competitive question. Uh, Greg uh, writes in, he says, hi, Ryan, what sets Hootsuite apart from your competitors like Buffer?
1: Uh, some, most of the tools out there are focused on publishing. That's what I would consider to be kind of the table stakes use case. What, if you think about what sets us apart from publishing, we've got some very deep analytics capabilities to really understand the engagement that's happening. We also have a listening tool called Insights, which helps you understand what's going on out there. In the broader world, uh, we also have a number of capabilities around paid social and you know, getting the right content in front of the right eyes that you haven't seen yet. And then through some of our more recent acquisitions, we have the AI capabilities to handle, I'll say the easy uh, inquiries as they come in through our acquisition of Heyday and then, the acquisition of Spark Central, really being able to handle the one-on-one human interactions at scale, like route the right question to the right subject matter expert, make sure it gets answered in a timely fashion. The other thing that we're also looking at that's really starting to explode is social commerce, yeah. and that's a lot of that's happening through live chat or shoppable ads, like you see something on Instagram and say, I want to learn more, and then right there in the chat, you you buy something that's also where Heyday uh, fits in as that's where the, most of their customers are today. is in that social commerce use case. So, you know, what we've been, the way we're thinking about this, I talked about the six stages of uh, the customer journey earlier. We're building out our product suite to make sure that we have a quality solution for all six stages of the customer journey and that we've got the right tools and the right, uh, and the right user experiences to meet your customers where they are, regardless of which step they are in the journey. Yeah,
0: uh, I'm. I'm glad that you touched on the listening tools, and on the um, uh, on the social commerce as well. That is becoming a huge piece of the puzzle. It is moving quickly. It's developing, and this is actually what I was referring to right at the top of the show when I was talking about um, the way that Hootsuite has adapted and shifted and. And, um, grown as an organization, I've watched it from the sidelines cheering you on, uh, love what it is that you're doing. And I think that this speaks to the, uh, the forethought, you know, we just, the last show that we did on this particular podcast was about something called conation. Um, you know, thinking forward, really using your, uh, your intelligence to really th- think out why you're doing things. This to me is what Hootsuite is really doing well. And I think that's why you're a global leader in this space. Uh, for sure, a brand name when it comes to uh, social media marketing, for sure.
1: Yes. And now social care and social commerce as well. Those are like, that's, that's where we see a very exciting future that's starting to happen even now.
0: Yeah. Um we are talking with Ryan Donovan from HootSuite and uh we're talking about that social customer experience. Uh folks, if you do have comments, um I know many people have been throwing them into the chat. Love seeing that. Love the interactive nature of this. Um this is really great. Um Ryan, anything else that you want to bring into this uh conversation and um, and mention? <laughs> Yes, uh,
1: I'll just I'll just I'll just wrap this up by where we see the trends going. So obviously, publishing audience building has been the I'll say the use case people think about with social media. But as we think to the next chapters in COVID, by, fa- by far has lit a fire under this and uh, started you know years of transformation in months. One on one messaging for brand to customer interactions. This is going to become. A really big thing, as is social commerce, because of that interest factor, your ability to connect the right products and services with the right audiences, it's its kind of worth the tip of a big iceberg here. And I know this as, you know, because I'm involved in a number of like local communities or special interest topics on social. And I can honestly say I've discovered a lot of, you know, new brands, uh, through through that the, i probably never would have found any other way
0: right um very very true um i'm i was just thinking back to the comment from uh Doug Smith who's a you know consulting coach uh he's a, actually Doug Smith i got the interesting thing about him former nhl player um he is now helping people with uh, finding mental high performance. We've got another coach here, this one coming to us from Africa. Um, This is Lucille Osai, who is a communication coach there. And she's asking, what's your advice for small business owner on limited budgets in emerging economies like Africa? She's based in uh, Lagos, Nigeria, um, when considering using Hootsuite.
1: Uh, So one, uh, we've got plans that start, uh, you know, from small that can go very large. Uh, We're also very much as a company, you know, looking to explore the needs of emerging markets. So if there's not a plan that fits your need, uh, reach out to us, we'd still like to talk to you and, you know, better understand uh, better understand that market because uh, as we grow our global footprint, it's only going to be through those one-on-one interactions that's going to help us understand the needs and tailor the right packages for those, you know, for those offerings. So feel free to uh, reach out; we'd love to have a conversation.
0: This is a fantastic conversation and I think it's hitting a hot button, Ryan, um, because we've, we've never had this much. There are many more comments and questions, but, um, for the sake of time, we probably won't be able to get to all of them. I sure do appreciate everybody writing and contributing and engaging. That's what this show is all about is let's make sure that we are actually having conversations out there. Um, Ryan, I, I want to ask you as a seasoned leader, I know our audience would love to hear if you have any suggestions for them on the leadership front um, it, becoming a more inspiring leader. Cause of course that's the name of this show. Any advice that you can offer in that regard?
1: Absolutely. And it's, it's engage with your audiences, both internal and external. It takes a lot of effort to do it, but it's so worthwhile. And so I'll just, and, and, You know, the tactics have to change now that we're not in the office anymore. So I'll just give you some examples of how I've adapted my behavior in a COVID world. So, uh, you know, we used to have tons of interactions in the office. I love the conversations. We'd all queue up around the coffee machine. That's all gone. So now what what I've done is I'm making sure I've got regular skip levels and touch bases with you know, most of the leaders in my organization, as well as those in other departments within the company that I have to regularly interact with, it's a significant time commitment, but absolutely worthwhile. And to replace what I'll call the kitchen, lunchroom, coffee queue conversations we've implemented a series of roundtables with different work groups. And I rotate through these on a regular basis. I try to do like about one to two a week at minimum. And people can just show up and ask anything. There's nothing that's off limits. If people want to talk about dogs or cameras or whatever, that's fine. But if they want to ask the hard-hitting questions, that's equally cool too. And it's just making sure that those voices get heard and then uh you know i i've shifted a lot of my public interaction to forums such as this because this is where people are when they're sitting to your point at home in their slippers with their coffee because they're not going into the office anymore so i have to think about how can i meet my customers my prospects my in my audience on a digital basis and obviously social and uh Uh, forums on top of social such as this are the place to be. So I'm spending a lot more time on digital forums than I ever have in my entire life.
0: Yeah, I love your idea. This is a recommendation I've made for a lot of the folks that I've been uh, working with in a coaching capacity over the last few months. Um, Make that space, make time for uh, people just to be able to connect on a human to human level, so important. And I really appreciate that Uh, valuable, valuable advice. Um, We've had a lot of questions for you. I didn't think that I anticipated you were going to be put on the hot seat quite this much and, and putting those uh, what are they called? Apple uh, AirPod max to the, to Mm -hmm. the test as far as their ability. (laughs) Love those headphones, man. Those are awesome. But before we wrap up, I have got one more question for you. Um, I want all of us to be able to gain some wisdom from your perspectives. So I asked this to all of our guests, but I'm interested in your answer to this in particular. What does inspiring leadership mean to Ryan Donovan?
1: I think to me, it's about connections and it's really about if you think about as a leader, you've got an audience and it's about being able to connect with that audience where they are, how they are, whomever they are. And that means you're going to have to think about this in a multi-channel and now in a digital-first world. And so that's going to mean a mix of you know, live events, Q&As, uh, great presentations, written docs, because not everybody likes the presentation. So it's really thinking about how do you communicate in this multi-channel fashion as possible so that you can meet people where they are because it's Suzanne made Comment of the future is human. I agree. It's how do you build those connections now in a digital first uh, In a digital first world and uh, it's going to take some adapting We're writing new chapters of how to do this as we speak then Sometimes we'll get it wrong. I've heard some amazingly creative but incredibly face planting fail stories from some of our customers, but I applaud them because they're trying. And that's what we're going to have to do is just keep trying to figure this out now that the world's changed and probably is never going to go back to the way it was.
0: Yeah, it's true. And uh, rather than fighting what is, I think that it's best for us to find the best ways through it. And that's why I'm so glad that you joined us today. Ryan, thank you so much. I appreciate your perspectives, your advice. And I know that I'm speaking for our audience and for everybody that's listening either today or down the road on our audio podcast by extending a sincere appreciation to you for helping all of us become even better leaders.
1: No, thank you so much, Terry. This has been an absolute pleasure and one of the most fun uh, fun podcasts I've ever been a part of. So thank you so much for having me. I just love this conversation and look forward to many more. And you know, if, if folks have more uh, questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm uh, pretty easy to get a hold of on social media, as you'd expect.
0: Right. Yeah, it is so good to reconnect with you. You take care and uh, we will talk to you again soon.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Terry.
0: All right, uh, folks, there you have it. This is, um, another profound and I think very valuable conversation with a truly inspiring leader. Uh, join us in one week's time. We are going to be speaking with, um, The Chief Marketing Officer, this is our little theme for September. September 23rd at high noon Eastern time here in North America, we're going to have a conversation with the Chief Marketing Officer at PepsiCo Canada. We had um, uh, the VP of HR of PepsiCo on just a few weeks back, and now we're going to actually have the Chief Marketing Officer for PepsiCo Canada. And he's going to be speaking to us about a made-in-Canada marketing. This is going to be really cool. It's going to be live on LinkedIn. It's going to be live on YouTube. I know we've got people on both channels. Mark your calendars. Don't miss it. That's next Wednesday at high noon Eastern time. We've also just locked in another guest that I'm really happy to tell you about from Redicle. We've had a couple of guests on from Redicle previously. Laura Jansen is going to join us on October the 6th another Wednesday. We like doing these right in the middle of the week. Um, next That's October 6th, Wednesday. We're going to be talking about psychological safety. Psychological safety is one of these topics that every leader needs to be highly aware of and keep replenishing that knowledge, keeping it front of mind. This is how teams move forward in challenging each other with psychological safety. Can't wait for that one as well. That's Laura Jansen from Reticle that's going to be joining us there. Um, A huge thank you to everybody who joined us today. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I hope that you find this valuable and that we're furthering our mission, which is to make inspired leadership ubiquitous. From me and the entire team at Ubiquity Executive Coaches, take care, everybody. Bye for now.